Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Imagine how God must have felt as he surveyed the scene of a destroyed earth. The planet was in darkness, completely in a state of decay, and submerged underwater. For us to understand our incredible human potential, we need to know how the earth became this way. We need to know about how God recreated the earth. We need to understand the world that then was, how things operated before God sent the flood. We need to know about this present evil world, how things developed when civilization rebuilt after the flood. We also need to understand the world to come, the government that God will set up over this earth, establishing the world tomorrow. But beyond that, we need to understand eternal prehistory. History usually is considered the record of human beings. So as long as human beings have been around, we have been recording history. But we could also consider history to a time before humans existed, when only angels were on this earth, when time existed, but humans did not exist. Eternal prehistory goes back to a time before time where there wasn't any time. There wasn't any way to record the passage of seconds and minutes, hours and days. Eternal prehistory. The late theologian and educator Herbert W. Armstrong basically said we need to understand a little bit of everything to grasp our potential. We need to go way back before time to when it was just two God beings. We need to understand the angels, the universe, human beings, ourselves. And we need to be able to project into the future and what this earth will become. So that's quite an expansive education. That is true education. John chapter one in the Bible gives us the real beginning in terms of time sequence. John one verse one shows that it was just God and the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That is the time before time. God and the word have existed forever without a starting point. We humans can't even grasp how that is possible. 
So those two beings existing together forever in perfect agreement under God's perfect government, the I am government, one God in charge, the other in perfect agreement, obedience, and submission. They were one forever. Notice John 1 verses 2 and 3. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. You could say the translation for all things were made by him. It could say the universe was made by him. God created the universe. People today question where it all came from. And the Bible just tells us straight out, God created the universe. We can see our creator when we study the universe. Notice here, John 1 verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. One of these two eternally existing God beings became flesh. He became a human being. He became Jesus Christ. What an incredible transformation. What a demotion, <laughs> if, you, if you want to look at it that way. From being spirit and immortal and all-powerful to debasing himself to the level of a man. We are mortal. We can die. We do die, just like the animals. And yet our hope is in the resurrection. We can live again, unlike the animals. So we're not as low as the animals, but we're still definitely a lot lower than gods at this time. So how did all of this come to exist? If it started out just God and the word, and then God commanded the word who created all things by the power of the Holy Spirit, how did we get to the point where we are today? It's just a really a remarkable history, eternal prehistory leading into regular history where time did exist and where humans do exist. God created not just the universe, but gloriously brilliant, remarkable angels and God actually did that before he created the universe. It wasn't just God and the word before the universe, the angels as well. Millions of fiery, angelic beings. Job 38 verse 7 shows how the angels rejoiced at the creation of earth and the universe. That's how we know that the angels were, were there first. But when God creates someone with the mind power of an angel, it is a very delicate process. This is page 36 of The Incredible Human Potential, written by Mr. Armstrong. 
perfect, holy, and righteous character is the ability in such separate entity to come to discern the true and right way from the false, to make voluntarily a full and unconditional surrender to God and his perfect way, to yield, to be conquered by God, to determine even against temptation or self-desire, to live and to do the right. And even then, such holy character is the gift of God. It comes by yielding to God to instill his law, God's right way of life within the entity who so decides and wills. Just like with the angels, we have the power to choose. The angels had extremely awesome mind power. Continuing on page 36, God created them with minds capable of thinking, reasoning, making choices and decisions with self-will and revealed plainly to them his true and righteous way. But they had to be allowed to choose. The angels had a chance to choose to rule over the earth, to establish God's government there. And if they succeeded here on earth, they could have done it all over the universe. Now, Genesis chapter one and verse one describes the original creation of the earth and the universe. The beginning of at least physical matter. The beginning of the history of physical matter. But then verse 2 describes a time, probably millions and millions of years later, where the earth became without form and void. It became darkness. It was underwater. God did not create it that way, so something must have happened. That is the great mystery that human beings don't understand. People in religion today will say that the earth is only 6,000 years old. The Bible talks about a 6,000 year time where human beings are ruling over themselves on earth. But that does not mean the earth is only 6,000 years old. Science says that the earth is probably millions of years old. And that is true. And the Bible backs up that fact. Genesis 1 verse 1 talks about the original creation of the earth. Verse 2 talks about a time when it was all destroyed. And then God began to recreate it. The recreation of the earth occurred about 6,000 years ago. Not the original creation. God had to repair the earth after something horrible happened. The Bible and science do not have to be in disagreement with each other. Yes, the Bible talks about 6,000 years, but that's only 6,000 years from the recreation of the earth. The earth is actually much older. So the angels were on the earth, a third of them, under the supreme righteous, talented archangel Lucifer. 
and they had a chance to set up God's government. But sadly, they sinned. They had a choice and they chose wrong. Second Peter 2 talks about the angels that sinned. So that is the reality. And sin always brings chaos, disorder, and destruction. Notice page 38 of The Incredible Human Potential. Universal sin brings universal destruction to the physical earth. When the angels broke God's law, when they rebelled against God's government of love, destruction ensued. It's the case on earth as well when we rebel. That's what led to the flood wiping out all mankind. The earth was filled with sin, with violence, with perversion. And so God decided to start over. Universal sin on earth led to the universal destruction of earth. Demons or angels turned demons have done it. Their rebellion led to the destruction of earth. Humans have done it. Our rebellion led to the destruction of earth again. And this age of man is about to end once again with the worldwide destruction. Every time sin reigns, destruction follows. Page 39, God is creator. God is also ruler over his creation. He preserves what he creates by his government. What God creates, he has created for a purpose to be used, preserved, and maintained. And this use is regulated by God's government. When the angels rebelled against God's government, the preservation of the physical earth and all its original beauty and glory ceased and physical destruction to the surface of the earth resulted. God is creator, preserver, and ruler. Satan is destroyer. Lucifer rebelled. He convinced the millions of angels under him on earth to rebel, and he turned them to darkness, to misery and lawlessness. And now those demons are everywhere on earth. And they're causing horrendous problems. Just such a shame that it had to turn out this way. The name Lucifer means shining star of the dawn, bringer of light. God made Lucifer perfect, but he cannot force a being with independent mind power to stay perfect. Even human beings were created perfect. We are a perfect creation as God originally made us. But all of us have sinned. Now with the angels, their choice is permanent. They are spirit. Once they have set their minds to rebel, that's it. And they're stuck that way. Thankfully with humans... We can repent of our sins. We can turn back to God. 
and God will remove those sins from us. You can see in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, how Lucifer rebelled, how he tried to exalt himself to the God level. The angels were never meant to be gods. You can see that in Hebrews 1 verses 13 through 14. They were never called the sons of God beyond the fact that God just had created them. But they were never going to be sons of God born into the God family. They had an incredible potential to rule the universe, but they were never going to be sons of God. Lucifer rebelled against his glorious potential. But the potential of human beings is actually even greater than his. We can do even more than Lucifer had the opportunity to do. It's just a matter of will we seize that opportunity? Will we accept that responsibility? God trained Lucifer at universe headquarters. Lucifer had experience and specialized training in how to administer God's government. He had every advantage and he still rebelled. God gives every advantage to his people today. God gives us the power of his Holy Spirit, his law, his government. We have every advantage and we have to choose. Do we want to establish God's government, his law, in our own lives, in our families, in the church, in God's work? Do we want to establish God's law and government over the entire earth when the time comes? That's our opportunity. But the danger lies in rebellion. That's the other choice. Page 47 of The Incredible Human Potential. Speaking of how Lucifer convinced the angels to rebel. I know well the method he used. He uses the same method still today in leading deceived humans into disloyalty, rebellion, and self-centered opposition against God's government. First, he turns one or two to envy, jealousy, and resentment over an imagined injustice. Then into disloyalty. Then he uses that one or two, like a rotten apple in a crate, to stir up resentment, feelings of self-pity, disloyalty, and rebellion in others next to them. And as each rotten apple rots those next to it until the whole crate is rotten, so Satan proceeds. As Mr. Armstrong explains, it may have taken millions of years to convince all these holy, righteous angels under him to rebel. But eventually he succeeded. And since the angels, the demons, are made of spirit, they are immortal, they cannot die, their punishment was misery and suffering mentally. Their punishment was the destruction of the earth and the universe that they were supposed to care for. 
So basically all the time, Satan and the demons have to look at the creation out there and see what they have done, what they have caused. They have destroyed everything. They've never built anything good. They've never done anything good. They only destroy. Do we really want to make that choice? Do we want to rebel against God and become destroyers like that? When we could build something so beautiful. Page 50 of the incredible human potential. God saw that no being less than God in the God family could be certainly relied on never to sin, to be like God who cannot sin. That's what God saw. That's what was proven when Lucifer rebelled. Only a God can be trusted. Trusted to do what? To rule the universe. And so God decided to reproduce himself through human beings. We are made in the character image and the physical likeness of God, our creator. That's in Genesis chapter one. We have the potential to become gods. Sons of God in the God family ruling over the earth and then over the universe like Lucifer failed to do. That's a pretty controversial fact. Just that we humans have the opportunity to become gods. And yet it's written plainly in the Bible for us to see. It's just a matter of whether we will believe it. Psalm chapter 82 shows our potential. Psalm 82 verse 6. I have said, you are gods. And all of you are children of the most high. Jesus Christ himself quoted that in John 10 verse 34. Christ himself said, is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. The Old Testament and the New Testament say that human beings are gods. Not right now, but when we become transformed into spirit beings, that's what we will be, gods. And why must we become gods? Notice earlier in Psalm 82, verse 2 says, How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Continuing, defend the poor and fatherless, do justice to the afflicted and needy, deliver the poor and needy, rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. That's Psalm 82 verses 2 through 5. God sees the earth. He recreated it, but it still is destroyed today because human beings are rebelling. 
They are following Satan's example. And that and for that reason, we have a big problem here on earth. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. Wickedness rules. Evil prevails. And then verse 6 shows the solution. You are God's. God beings will set the foundations of the earth back on course. They will preside over a righteous government that will not abuse the people, but bring happiness and peace to all mankind. You are God's. When you see the destruction on earth today, remember that fact. Remember, this is the solution to all of our problems. Setting up God's government on earth. You are God's. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.